Welcome to the Stone Cold Jackson podcast, where every day I try and share something true. Tonight is going to be a little bit different. This is maybe the 12th take that I've had of this recording, and I've just decided that this is going to be the final cut, um, whether I like it or not. And we're doing things differently. We're going off script because I want to be honest and I want to be true to the moment. And tonight's story is about the truth. I mean, ideally every story is about the truth, but this one feels truer than I wish it was. Tonight... The gal that I wrote that poem for in episode one, we decided that we're better off as friends. And that is a little disappointing to me. It's pretty disappointing to me. It's kind of a bummer. Um, But, you know, at the same time, I spent one of the best nights of my life with with Jake Rexrode and Phil Vanister. And I'm so grateful for them. I'm so grateful that I'm surrounded by so many wonderful people. It feels like I have cheat codes for living. And, and I think that's what this story is about. It's about holding in one hand the honest disappointment of life and then the other, the honest hope of the honest hope and gratefulness and uh, of just the miracle of being alive. And uh I guess I'm thankful for you for for listening to this wherever and whenever this is. I'm thankful that whatever is, is. And so I wanted to share this story about Thomas Edison. I hope you like it. On December 10th, 1914, 10 of Thomas Edison's buildings erupted into flames. The New York Times estimated there was about $7 million worth of damage caused by the chemical fire. It's even more in today's currency. His insurance covered less than a third of it. His son Charles Edison wrote an article for Reader's Digest and recounted his father's response. While watching the fire consume his life's work, Thomas turned to his son and said with a smile, Go get your mother and all her friends. They'll never see a fire like this again. And following his son's concern, Thomas replied, It's all right. We just got rid of a lot of rubbish. I am learning how to cultivate resilience, 
anti-fragility like Edison, to actively choose how I see the world and its fires. Edison didn't let go of a single employee after the destruction. He was 67 years old and rebuilt his factory from the ground up. And you know, the next, the next year, they made nearly $10 million in revenue, which is, again, even more in today's currency. It's a strange and beautiful thing how we make meaning with context. You know, something is this because it's not that. In other words, context decides if reality is A, that we're sitting still, or B, that we're moving 1,110 miles a minute around the sun. Context decides if something is music or noise. Context decides if the fire burning your life's work is tragedy or a beautiful spectacle. Things that seem so different but are actually the same. We live in this tension of opposing realities, with light behaving as both a particle and as a wave. Niels Bohr said, The opposite of a correct statement is a false statement, but the opposite of a profound truth may well be another profound truth. All this to say, you might be in the greatest hurt of your life, it's okay for that to be true, to lean into it, to make peace with it. We live in a culture that worships happiness and ignores the value of everything else. But sometimes it's okay to sit with the ashes, to be still in it. But no, perhaps the beautiful contradiction of truth, that this may be the most beautiful letdown of your life, that even in your stillness, you're spinning a million miles a day, barreling through oceans of stars. Reina Maria Roca might have said it best, saying, Perhaps all the dragons in our lives are princesses who only are waiting to see us act just once with beauty and courage. Perhaps everything that frightens us is in its deepest essence something helpless, that wants our love. <sighs> You're listening to the Stone Cold Jacks podcast. Thank you. I hope I hope this felt true.